Welcome back to Ladies in Defense. Derry Harris here. In today's episode, we'll revisit how to be street smart and handle life-threatening situations. Now, originally, I came across this post while cruising the interwebs and thought how rare it is to find an article on street smarts written from a street level. Or should that be a street level view? Now, the only thing is, as most articles concerning self-defense or street life is written from a male perspective. So, I'll do my best to apply this content for our purposes. Now, on with the article. Now, this article is written by Chase Amante. And his website is Girls Chase. Sorry, ladies, but we take our lessons where we find them. Street smarts are something that are invaluable to know but that you won't know if you haven't grown up in areas that expose you to dangerous or dicey situations. You won't learn street smarts in the halls of a private high school or the sidewalks of an affluent middle-class suburb. Instead, you learn them in so-called run-down, poor, impoverished areas where people keep an eye out for anyone who doesn't belong, just like you do in your neighborhood. Only instead of steering clear of people as you would do in that neighborhood, they may come over to sniff or (laughs) maybe take a little bite. Now, each of us has a different level of protect and get interest in other people. Now, for example, if you see a big scary looking man, you probably feel nothing but protect instincts. There's nothing you can get from him. You sort of see where this is going? If you see a big, scary-looking man, what you're going to feel is, I need to protect myself from him. And there's nothing that you yourself can get from him. But he is a real threat to you. So you protect yourself and stay away. Now, if you're a single guy walking down the street and you see a beautiful woman, your get instincts kick in hard. You probably, you probably want to meet her. And likely, you have some protect instinct still filtering up. Because if she looks completely cold or uninterested, you won't approach because you probably won't get much from her. And you might not be able to protect yourself from from rejection and losing face socially. I know it's a mouthful. (laughs) Now, in less safe places, the people you meet have lower protect mechanisms toward you, meaning you're less of a threat than the people they usually encounter. And they have a higher get mechanisms if you're an easier mark than the people they usually see, which means you're a lot more likely to get approached by someone you don't want to meet for something you do not want to have happen. Street smarts are really about raising people's protect shields and lowering their get meters around you. The same as the cold, uh, aloof beauty walking down the street does with men who might otherwise be inclined to approach her, if only she seemed a bit more inviting. Now the first series 
of steps you can take to be street smart fall under the umbrella of triggering individuals protect shields to raise. Now that is to say, we're going to talk about making you seem like the kind of person that's probably, probably not worth messing with. Now if you're sufficiently adept at flipping protect triggers, you don't have to worry about anything other than the most outrageous get signals. Uh, a bodybuilder with huge muscles and a powerful walk around a bad air area is really in a really expensive suit and shoes, even though he's all out but a walking wallet, he's probably not, not going to get jumped. Now that said, nothing is 100%, and someone sufficiently desperate or crazy may ignore his or her better judgment and try you anyway. But most of the time, most people who might be tempted to try something with you or the people experienced in doing so. And even experienced these robbers and attackers know to scan their potential marks for strength or weaknesses first. You want to take on those who are going to be clean and easy to take what you want from them, not those who are going to lead a messy, unpredictable situation where it's anyone's guess who comes out of it alive. Criminals take more risks, yes, but they're not morons. Nobody wants to get killed over 200 bucks. All right, number one, a strong, slow walk. Now, personally, I always walk pretty slow, but when I walk through dangerous places, I slow down a lot more. My walk almost becomes a crawl. I move slowly. I also walk powerfully. I don't want to say like a, like a gunslinger, but... Now, your urge when crossing through bad areas is always going to be to walk fast. You'll want to hurry up and get out of there ASAP. There are a few reasons not to do this, though. Now, remember, I'm reading an article pre-written from another site. Now, it's written for men. We want to take this and bring it over and see how that you ladies can use this to your advantage. Now it says, fast walkers stand out. People who walk fast are busy folk. They're busy from the rich parts of town with affluent lives and high-paying careers. They always have things to do and are always in a rush, rush, rush. People in the slums don't have such busy lives. In fact, their lives are slow. They spend all day sitting on the stoop, watching the hours tick by. The people who are eyeing, eyeing you up with an ill-favored look, don't have nine to fives to keep them rushing around. Instead, they laze about, waiting for the next payday to stroll into their lives. Lions don't rush about. They wait patiently in the grass for gazelles to come speeding through, then pounce. Fast walkers trigger flight or flight. When you're moving rapidly, you trigger an instinctive response in others who find the rapidity of your movement and otherwise slow environment jarring. If they're afraid of you for some reason, the emotion that's triggered in a, is a clear path or running hot emotion. If you look like a mark, though, the emotion that's triggered is a predatory reflex. You almost force certain people to chase after you simply by moving quickly. This reflex is not triggered by strolling slowly and naturally through an environment at roughly the pace of its inhabitants or slightly less. Now, if someone wants to catch you walking, if someone wants to catch you walking fast, won't save you. 
you might be thinking you're going to breeze by before anyone can notice you. And by that time, by the time they see you, they're going to think, oops, oh well, she's too far away and moving too fast. I guess I'll wait for the next mark to come along. Come on. Only the people who are going to approach you to relieve you of your belongings, or worse, aren't going to not notice you until you're zooming by. They're going to notice you the moment you appear on the horizon, 30 seconds before you reach them. If they want to introduce themselves to you, a rapid foot speed isn't going to deter them. When you walk slowly, you affect others' emotions in a very different way. If you're walking a little slower than they themselves walk in that environment, you come across as being even more confident than they themselves are. This makes you seem like someone who walks through that area every day. Even if they don't recognize you, they will tend to second-guess themselves about who you are and wonder if you're someone who lives in that neighborhood or very nearby, even if you don't look like you belong. And when you walk powerfully, you make them simply not want to confront you because you seem like you'd probably be a dangerous person to mess with. Most nervous people in dangerous places slump down and try to take up as little space as possible while they move through. If you're doing the opposite, you communicate power, confidence, and strength, which makes any potential aggressor a lot more likely to decide to simply sit this one out. Now, the second one here is no scanning. Wait a minute. Let's back back up to the strongest slow walk. Now, for a man, He can walk like a gunslinger. He can walk like a bodybuilder with his chest pulled out. But that's not that's not who we are. For a woman, I had to actually think, what what is my idea of a powerful woman? And I think back to to my mother and to my sister. We grew up in rough areas. As I think back, my mother and sister when they walked down the street, their heads were up, eyes forward, their shoulders pulled back. They did walk slow. It wasn't a fast pace. They did belong in the area they were in. And if you approached them, you had to second guess yourself. It was no different than approaching a strong male. So as a female, you too have a stride. You too have a strong, a strong walk that you can get to. And if you're walking and they're a male's present, that needs to be put forth. Otherwise, you may be sending out an invitation. Now, no scanning. What do you do when you go somewhere new or unfamiliar? You look all around to try to get your bearings and learn the streets and landmarks, right? How about when you walk down the same street you walk down every day? Do you scan about a, do you scan that? Are you studying the street signs, looking carefully at every shop and awning? Are you observing the people walking, standing and sitting? Probably not, right? You're probably in your own you're probably in your own head just walking the street you need to walk. Now, if you want to look like you belong in a place, one of the best things you can do is simply not scan. Street smart people do no scanning. I stopped scanning probably before I was even a teen. And you would be amazed at, you know, how often I get approached for directions by tourists. 
It doesn't matter if I if I look like a tourist or if I'm, you know, indistinguishable from one of the locals. You know, if if I'm in 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 my own neighborhood, people approach me for directions because I look like I'm from there and they think I must know. Now I feel bad when I have to say sorry. I mean, I mean, I'm in this little spot here for the first time, and I point them in the direction of a convenience store, and suggest they ask the cashier, who will most certainly really know the, you know, the area. But it's just another reminder that walking around confidently and not scanning makes you look like a local, and anyone who's paying attention trying to differentiate those who belong and those who do not. Now, if you want to look local, don't scan. Even if you don't blend in skin color or clothes-wise, simply not scanning can be, can be a confusing signal to potential harassers that they'll still steer, steer clear of you because people are afraid of things they find confusing and unexpected. Better safe than sorry goes the rule, even for hoodlums. Now, this is a nice one. Eyebrows down and throw on a frown. Now, if you really don't want to be messed with, throw a scary look on your face. Eyebrows down, creased. A slight frown on your mouth. Basically, just a flash to look on your face as if you've just had a really bad day and just had a nasty blow up with a friend or co-worker and want to punch his lights out. Now, why does this one work? Again, if you're looking to rob someone, just get into it with someone. You want to pick someone who's going to to be put off balance by your approach, you know, who will go back on their heels, not someone who's already itching for a fight and is going to be ready to go before you are. Most guys who see you walk by with a look like this on your face would tend to have this reaction of, nah, I'm not messing with that person. Now, the one exception, the exception to this rule is very large groups. In this case, You'll sometimes have, have people, guys or girls, who take your angry look, even if you never look in their direction or make eye contact, as a threat. Now, because they feel frightened on first noticing you, then become angry that you made them feel that way. Feeling backed up by all their friends, they may also see confronting you as a chance to look strong in front of their friends. Now, when you're walking past belligerent-seeming groups, this happens with men, but definitely happens with, 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 with females. Wipe the angry look off your face and put on a totally neutral one. Generally, the worst of these types of groups, whether they're groups of guys or girls, and they're looking for someone to fight, the worst they're going to do is catcall. You know, a, a, a neutral person at this point they're just going to catcall and they're going to throw insults at you, which you can ignore and keep walking. We'll talk about that a minute below, where with an angry looking guy, they'll actually get up and come and approach you. So rule of thumb, when walking through dangerous areas, an angry look will usually keep you very safe. However, if you're crossing near a group of people that doesn't have anything to do and seems like it's looking for trouble, get rid of the angry look and slap on a neutral one so that you don't invite them to come down off the stoop they're sitting on and walk right up to you. I've had this happen myself, and it teaches you pretty fast that angry looks are only good until they're not. 
Uh, the last one here I'm going to go over is uh, no distractions. I'll just pop my earbuds in and listen to that audiobook I've been meaning to listen to. You think in a panic, trying to come up with a way to look natural while you cross through this bad neighborhood you've suddenly found yourself in at exactly the wrong hour of the night. Nah, leave the earbuds in your pocket, your phone too. Don't go reading text messages, checking your Facebook wall. Why? It's not because these devices attract unnecessary attention and raise others get urges, though they frequently do. Rather, it's because distractions take away from you other intimidating factors. If you're walking slowly, it's not because you're comfortable in the area. It's because you're too engrossed in your phone to walk faster. If you're not scanning, it isn't because this is a neighborhood you know like the back of your hand. It's because you're lost in the distractions you're feeding yourself. If you're looking angry, it isn't because you're a badass. Badasses don't listen to music or text on the phone. It's probably because you listen to some hard rock or you just got rejected by that girl you've been hounded on Facebook. Distractions nuke your power in dangerous situations. In fact, if I cross from a safe place to an unsafe one and I'm listening to an audiobook, I'll pop out my earbuds, tuck them in my pockets, put my phone away. Not because I'm afraid of people wanting to steal them, but because I'm afraid of the power loss that comes with them. You look like you're trying to hide from the world when you have distractions up and obviously dangerous situations. Put them away and keep your power. That's all I have this week in this episode. For the full article, go to www.ladiesindefense.com. Eight Street Smart Tips. And you'll find this article in its entirety brought to you. Why is that site? By girlschase.com. It's been Derek Harris. Stop by the website. Sign up for the free self-defense course. Pick up a free ebook. That's all we have in this episode, and we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs>